Warning, my mommy's bad moment, my bad mom moment has to do with the holidays and a certain jovial bearded man. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have kids in the car, maybe skip to the end. Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Jade, how was Thanksgiving? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm sure you saw, but we lost our power for like 48 hours. I don't know if you knew that, but it wasn't so, it wouldn't have been so like bad and it really wasn't, but it was just like, you know, when you like get excited about a holiday and the plans just go completely sideways, Yeah, but it ended up turning out fine, but we lost like a bunch of our food in our fridge and- They turned off the power at like 6 p.m. on Wednesday, like nights, right before Thanksgiving. And everything was saying that they were going to turn it back on at 9. So Tanner and I were staying up and it was like 9 o'clock and nothing went on. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, oh, midnight. Like my we stayed gosh. up to midnight like waiting and woke up, no power. So we what? Um, ended up going over to my mother-in-law's and she kind of like whipped up like a, a pretty actually decent Thanksgiving meal for not – expecting to be a host. So it ended up turning out okay, but we had no power for like 48 hours. Oh my gosh. Like, well, I guess California is like at least like cools down at night and all the things. So at least it wasn't probably super because some people in California don't even have AC, right? Uh, Yeah. Like a lot of people don't, but it actually, so where we're at is in a Canyon and we have more like desert weather here. So it's hotter during the day, but it does definitely get colder at night. So I was just thankful that it didn't get past like, you know, 45, I think was the low that night. So, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that is so, I, I mean, at least it all turned out okay, but I hate things like that when all of a sudden you have all of these plans and then you're like, no, no. And then everything, <laughs> like, it's like, everything starts going wrong. I was, I was like, talking about it on Instagram and a lot of people were messaging me and they're like, this is a Thanksgiving, you know, you'll never forget. Like it's, it's a good memory. (laughs) Your kids will always remember it. And I was like, well, that's kind of true. Cause in a way, cause like it was like very, like the kids I think really liked going to their grandma's and then uh, like that night we had, we we don't have a generator. And so we had all these candles lit and we were playing like, we were playing like, shadow puppets and the kids thought it was kind of like cool that we were doing something with just like candlelight so it will definitely i think be especially for emmy very right memorable (laughs) even though it was much more stressful for us as parents (laughs) that's one of my favorite things about this house that i bought is i do have a generator so like that's so nice the power's gone out like a couple times in neighborhood not for very long but then i kind of feel guilty because like my house like has lights on you know and i'm like sorry neighbors as a kid, we had one. So I always thought houses just came with one. So mm. I, was, I was like, why don't we have a generator? <laughs> Where is our generator? It's like, I thought it just came with the house. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we had um, a lot of people over for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And my brother cooked like some, gosh, amazing sides. He is like, he doesn't like to do anything just like regular. He'll like look up the fanciest way to make like a green bean casserole, the fanciest way to make like a grand potatoes. And there everything was just like he'd pull it out and it would take forever and it would just be like so beautiful. So Thanksgiving was like really great. 
Everybody had a good time. I got to see Julia, which was really fun. Oh, that's so nice. Um, and the, But then the next day, the next day was like literally the day that everything went wrong for me because I had, so I did, you know, we do Amazon live streams and I had one that morning for a company, like sponsored by a company. And I just got like, I got the time wrong. And so I thought it started at 10 and it started at eight. So I hadn't slept like the night before at all. And I woke up and I was trying to like get all these deals done, like get everything ready. And then they're like, Hey, you ready to start in 30 minutes? Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, no, no. So I like give this girl a call. I'm like, what do you mean 30 minutes? I thought it started at 10. She's like, no, it starts at eight. So the chaos that was happening for this 30 minute, I mean, I looked like, like right now I don't feel good, but I don't like, I, I looked like this. And then I was trying to get everything out of boxes into my kitchen, clean up what Thanksgiving mess there was all over the kitchen. I was throwing stuff everywhere. I hadn't even <laughs> set up this new system for streaming. My brother was trying to help me. And then I was like, Zach, will you please do this live stream with me? And he's like, sure. And so then like his wife, Elizabeth, was trying to get like all of the kids out of the house to grandma's house so we could even do this live stream. By the grace of God, somehow we did it. And then it was a two-hour live stream, and the Wi-Fi was going in and out. And then this girl is texting me. She's like, your Wi-Fi is, like, not doing good. Oh, no. So then we get to the end of the live stream, and it I guess it went – the Wi-Fi completely went out, and we didn't even know. And so then <laughs> the end of the live stream, she's like, so that was really great, except for the fact that, like, you're going to have to redo this today. <laughs> No. <laughs> so then my brother and I had to redo an hour long, well, only an hour of it, but an hour long live stream. And we were so tired and we were, we had like run on adrenaline, you know? So we were like, I said it was like running a marathon into a marathon. <laughs> like it was the most insane thing. It ended up being like a bunch of like unboxings because everything was like, it was so, it was just a nightmare. And then is that the one My where you fell? Is that no, the, that wasn't even the one that I fell. And then Cyber Monday, that was Black Friday. And then Cyber Monday, I was like sitting on this bench and I like just straight up fell off the bench. Like, and it looked actually pretty graceful. I have like the biggest bruises all over my oh, leg. No. Like it hurts a, a bit. Like the bench is super heavy and it fell on top of my leg. And then there's stairs back. There's two stairs. So I fell on top of the stairs with a bench on top of me. <laughs> And then, like, last night, I got some type of food poisoning. So it's going uh, great over here. That's this great. It's <laughs> <laughs> the season. But, you know, it's it was so much fun to have, like, so that my brother and his wife and their two kids, who are, like, basically the same age as, as my kids, um, they that's, like, the new thing is they come over for Thanksgiving and stay for, like, a week. And it's so much fun. Like, we just enjoy each other's company so much. Like, I enjoy their company. The kids, like, play together. They're obsessed with each other. But it just, you know, like, I didn't realize, I guess, because I never have, like, hosted people, really, till the last couple of years. But it's so exhausting. Yeah. Like, you just finish, and you're like, God, like, I, that was so amazing. But, like, I feel dead. It's, like, un <laughs> it's like unbelievable how much it takes out of you. And then you clean your house to re-clean your house. What is that? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I spent nine hours cleaning 
They got here on Sunday. I spent nine hours cleaning on Saturday. Oh and my then, gosh. Uh, and then when they left, I was like, no. Look <laughs> at <in> this house <laughs> again. <laughs> oh man. But regardless, it was like so much fun. I'm very thankful for the Thanksgiving because it, it's so great having kids be able to like play with each other and yeah. just love on each other. Bella's just like obsessed with her cousins. Like all day she's like, I love you. I love you. And just kissing them. It's so funny. That's so cute. It is cute. It's also <laughs> really cute when they all get in a bathtub together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. That um last night for some reason, I don't know why, uh I think Brooksy took his diaper off and he was naked and so that Emmy got all excited and then like stripped off her clothes and they were running around naked in the house just like being crazies <laughs> for like an hour last night. I was like, what is this like a naked party? They were having so oh much. God. They were just I was like, I told Tanner, I go, imagine when you were just like that free. I don't know. Yeah, free and you just like didn't even like have any reservations about your body. You're just like totally it feels great to be naked. I you know. know? Like, God, it really my kids are naked all the time like they're <laughs> always naked like it takes a lot for me to like get even, well charlie you know obviously charlie's not uh potty trained but to put a diaper on him he just wants to be naked all the time yeah but bella would too she would if i let her she would be naked all the time i'm not like i'm never naked i like clothes. even like <laughs> when i used to like when I used to this is so sad when I used to like have sex at night I still wouldn't sleep naked I'd put clothes on yeah like I just am not a naked person even like during your like young free like 20s and Mm -mm. years like that no one time have you ever been like in public naked like well oh well obviously like on no but I mean like have like you gone to nude beach or anything oh no I've only I went to nude beach one time and I just like I was laying there with one of my girlfriends and we were like, okay, we're going to be topless for like 15 seconds. And so we were like, there's nobody around us, but we just like took our tops off and we were like 30. Well, I think it was like 30 seconds. 30, 29, 28. <laughs> our tops back on. You're like, we did it. I know. It's so stupid. That's the only time I've ever done that. <laughs> so I don't feel as comfortable as my children. When is the time that that even changes? Like. I don't know. Charlie was funny though because he only obviously sees like he doesn't see other penises ever. So he was like Finn, the oldest, was like standing up and Charlie like grabs onto his penis and he was like, ow. And I was like, Charlie, don't grab onto his penis. And Finn goes, Why is he doing that? And I was like, because he doesn't see penises. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so funny. Kids are funny. I know. Oh man. Such innocence. Um, Such innocence. Gosh. Um, well, you guys, we do have some listener questions today, which is very exciting. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will, we're going to take a look at these questions and we're going to answer them to the best of our ability. Okay. So we're back here. How do you navigate parenting differences with your partner? I mean, I you know, I kind of have it easy now because I kind of just do my own thing and Evan does his own thing. But that, that I don't know. Gosh, I feel like we've we've asked like a psychiatrist this before. What did she say? Hmm. Compromise. You, compromise. Yeah. Oh, I'm bad at that when it comes to parenting. Yeah. I'm well, I I feel like everybody feels very strongly about their parenting opinions. 
I'm pretty that way. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I am too. I have like a way that I have like, I have like ideals in my head of like how I want our kids to be raised. So sometimes it's really hard for me to like, with like certain things, I'll definitely let Tanner, like I'll, I let him do his thing. But when it comes to like, uh, punishment, uh, mm, and yeah. discipline, we have a really hard time. Like we don't always see eye to eye with things. So it's really, it, that's definitely hard for us. So yeah, I remember I used Evan to- used to like with feeding, like it, I could, I would be like, I don't care if the kids eat, like if they're not going to eat, they're not going to eat whatever. And he's like, no snacks and no this. And like, he was much more strong on the front that like, if they're not going to eat their dinner, then they're not going to eat anything else or whatever. And I was always like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that too. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time. Cause I just like, it's so hard as a parent to know that you try your best, right. To give your kids the best life. And you're always yep. trying to look out for them and their safety and their well being, and, and all that. And, but you know, no matter what happens, somehow they're going to have childhood trauma Oh yeah, for sure. They're going to have things that they resent you for totally for some reason, and I hate that. And we're blamed for everything. Yeah, because when you go to therapy, they're like, "It's something your parents did. It's your childhood trauma." Yeah, right. Which it's true. I have tried. I have childhood trauma, and my parents tried their best. I know they did, and they used to tell me that all the time, and it used to bother the crap out of me. But now I understand it. Yeah. Um, but like, that's like the hard part for me when it comes to parenting, I don't want to mess my kids up. So when Tanner does certain things that I'm like, that's going to mess them up. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. <laughs> then I have a hard time and he and I see, we don't see eye to eye on certain things. So. so how do you like, then which, what goes which way? Do you like compromise and say, fine, if you do this, I'll do this. I'll give him on this. Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes he goes, you just need to let me have a win. And so, and he's like, you need to like, you need to back me up. So those are times where, you know, like I've, I I have to have, I have to be more mindful of that when I'm like, okay, he needs me to back him up with the kids right now. Um, Even if I don't agree with what he's doing. And then we usually like, then we like have conversations. It's just so exhausting because it's all the communicating, you know, like it's this constant communication. communication is so hard. Yeah. So it's just that I like to send him articles that I read, but he never like, oh. reads them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, know. Man. I think it's just like compromise. He's trying to hear where the other person's coming from. Why do they believe that that's the right thing? You know, um, trying to just listen. I'm really trying to be a better listener. It's and, listening. You know, hard. listening without judgment is like so hard because I feel like instantly you're like, like, especially in this situation, if someone comes to you, you're like, you already have such a judgment about why that person's wrong. So then (laughs) hearing any explanation of why you don't think the kid should be put down like for a nap this way or whatever, you're already probably pretty fired up about it. So it's hard. I mean, therapy. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it does have to do with just like backgrounds too. Like a lot of people will try to raise their kids either the exact what, exact exact way they were parented or totally. almost the opposite way of they Totally. Were yeah. So I think it's trying to like understand their childhood trauma. Like God. why, why do you want to oh. do it this way? Like what oh. makes you feel like this is the best way to 
approach this situation. Right. And sometimes you'll get that insight and you're like, oh, I never knew that. Like, I guess that makes sense why you feel that way. But like, this is why I feel this way. And right. Also, children are different. So like all children are different. So you even have to like approach each child individually mm-hmm. too when it comes to parenting. So this is complicated. No wonder why everyone turns out with issues. We're all screwed up. I mean, yeah, like I really, it's it's been way easier for me because I just do things the way I'm actually pretty, I feel like I'm pretty lenient when it comes to things. Evan's, Evan is has a more strict household than I do. I kind of just try to survive, but I I'm in control of like what happens over here. So I don't have to compromise with anybody. So I almost forget what that compromising is, unless it's like something that we discuss and he's like, I really want the kids to do this. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. You do that at your house. Was that, was that hard for you to let go of, you know, like the control of like what he's doing over there or um, there were certain things that, yes, like for a long time, I really wanted Bella to be gluten-free because I did a gluten allergy test with her and it said that she had an intolerance to gluten and she's always just been incredibly constipated. So he wasn't, he didn't believe this test and he wasn't following that. And so I was really frustrated, but then I realized that like, it's, I, it's not just gluten that's like causing Bella to be constipated because I took it out of her diet completely here and nothing changed. So I kind of like gave that up because I kind of came to terms with the fact that that's probably part of it, but not all of it. There's like certain things that, and some things like he'll be like, well, I don't do it like that in my house. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you have them like Friday and Saturday night, every other weekend. And I have them like all every other day of the month. So like, I don't care that they do something else for four nights. Like that's not going to be their Mm go-to way of doing things. If it's just four nights a month, you know? Right. So some things like, I just, I don't know. Some of it's like out of sight, out of mind too, you know, like they go to sleep really late at his house. They don't go to sleep that late over here. You know, there's things that I know, but I'm like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know wow. if we <clears throat> answered that question too greatly. <laughs> I think it's just uh, this is not an uncommon thing. I think for yeah. people to have, it's, you may get along with your your partner for the most part and everything when it comes to parenting, except a few things. But I feel like it's pretty normal, and it's just like, like I guess communicating, listening, trying to compromise, and okay, let's go to oh god, I don't know the answer <laughs> to this one either. Did you read this next one? Okay. So this question is, how do I deal with the terrible twos? You don't. You just, you get through the year. <laughs> and then the terrible threes are like also bad. Yeah. Just so you know. It doesn't get easier. I mean, in a way, it's like fun that the terrible twos are so bad because your kid is like, growing up and your kid has these like opinions and they're becoming a person. And when you kind of look at it and the fact that like they're being like crazy because they're becoming who they are, it's kind of endearing, but it doesn't make it easy, you know, especially when they're just like, no, and their favorite words, no. (laughs) And then the tantrums on the floor with the banging and the kicking and the biting and the yelling and the running away from you when you try to do anything. Yeah. No. 
I think like the best thing you can do is just try, try to remain calm, you know, yeah. like don't and, yell back. It's hard. Yeah. Though. Cause they can't regulate their bodies. They can't regulate right. all the big emotions that they're experiencing at a very intense level. So it's just like <laughs> so intense. It's so intense. So it's almost like it's so hard, but it's like staying calm gives them that space to sort of just feel it. And then when they're done, they know there's like a safe space to go to. And then you can talk about it at, yeah. their, at their age appropriate level. Right. I know I was hard. reading like sometimes it's like there's safety, you know, is involved. Like, no, you cannot run around the top right. of the fountain because no. you'll drown. <laughs> um, I was reading, I think it was the big little feelings today. And it was saying that like, uh, like if a kid is feeling really angry, you just say like, it's okay that you're feeling angry. Like that's totally okay. You should feel that. And then, you know, when yeah. you're done feeling angry, let me know. You know, any kind of situation. But when it's but it's so hard when your kid is like feeling angry or feeling sad or feeling all these emotions so hugely and we know how to regulate that and they don't know how to not also almost take that on. You know, it's almost like oh. we take on their own emotions in that state, but you can't. You almost you had just have to be like an outsider of that emotion. I physically, well, or not physically, I guess, just like mentally imagine a bubble around myself. I create my own energy sphere. So when I feel like Tanner's overwhelming me or one of the kids is overwhelming me and I know it's not about me and it's just their feelings, I protect myself with a sphere. I just tell myself, okay, I am creating an energy bubble around me that that energy cannot come into. Like I'm here they, they, when they need me, I'm here, but that is theirs. Cause you know, what's so funny is, so I used to do that when Evan and I were going to therapy, like, I don't know, whenever that was a year and a half ago or something, I was saying like, when you act like whatever, the way you're acting, like I put a bubble around me and I was like, and he was like, and she was like, Oh, you do. I was like, yeah, I, to me, it's almost like, I'm like, yeah, you can't, you cannot get to me. It's like my witchcraft. You can't penetrate this and she was like well I understand how that's safe for like some things and she was like but he was like how am I supposed to get to you if your bubble's always up I was like well don't be so crazy <laughs> it won't always be up but I remember I did I used to do the same thing because yeah it does feel like it's like an energy shield of like yeah you can't penetrate this but it's I never did it with my kids it's very smart I only did Look. it with like relationships. Yeah. Cause that way I can stay in my, I can stay grounded in my feelings yeah, and, not, yeah. and not take on that. Right. So if, yeah, it's very easy to be like an empath with yeah, your children. So, and I will, and I don't want to take for one, I don't want to take that feeling. I want, I don't want to rob them from that experience to learn of their feelings and by like absorbing it or taking it away or trying to rescue them necessarily. So I try to just stay grounded in my space, let them have their moment. And then when they're ready, then it's connection time Then it's hugs. And then I can like, you know, and we can talk about it and say how it's okay, you know, and I'm still like present, you know, I'm not just like, 
ignoring, you know, it's like staying present, but it helps me stay grounded in my own self. Bella's getting better. I think as kids get, obviously as kids get older, this is true, but um, Bella's getting better about like, if she starts like having some type of tantrum or something, she'll go into my room usually and like slams the door and she like has her little tantrum and then she comes out and she'll just start laughing. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like almost kind of creepy, but it's like really great. <laughs> she figured it out. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, she really did that herself now. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like when you see your kids go from like the terrible twos to like, you know, the fours and five land and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's way different. It's, yeah. It's I think so it's so weird. I think it's the communication too, the ability to communicate better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Brooke- Brooks is almost two and a half and he's just really starting to learn how to communicate, but like, so he can express himself a little bit better. Right. But the before, like, I mean, they just, the frustration. Yeah. Of, it's so hard. Everybody's yeah. frustrated. The kid's yeah, frustrated. You're frustrated. frustrated. Nobody can figure out what, like, what do you want? But pull me over there. Tell me, you know, like, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah. So it's like the only way it can come out for them is like chaos. Right. Like anger. Like crying, screaming, throwing themselves, throwing things, hitting other people. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it's it like- really is just a phase though. I mean, the tantrums still kind of continue, but not in the same yeah. capacity because yeah, as they age, they can communicate better. So they don't feel as frustrated that no one is understanding why they're upset. Right. Right. It's so hard. Okay, let's go to the next one. I've been looking forward to being a mom my whole life. Right now, balancing finances with my husband, but I'm secretly scared I'm infertile and will never be able to have kids. How do I reconcile these feelings? Um, you know, it's I feel like lots of lots of people have fears until they, you know, go into the unknown, as they would as Elsa would say. Um I mean, first off, I think it's better to know what you're body is capable of. So if you're scared, you're infertile, I would definitely go get checked out and just see, you know, there's even those, um, fertility kits that you can do at home. Modern fertility is one. Yeah. Like the hormone test. Yeah. Or just like, you know, go to your doctor and just say like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting to have kids. And like, can can you tell me how my body's doing? Like, so then you take the fear out of it, you know, Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I feel like right now you're scared about something that you just don't even know. Um, so I would say that's one and that actually the next one's about finances too, but that's actually really great that you're like balancing finances with your husband and talking about finances. Yeah. I think like, it's a scary thing to talk about. I feel, I guess it's, yeah. Like you said, I think it's good to at least have the knowledge, know what your what actually is happening in your body. And then if it is somewhere like if you may, I don't think you will. Cause I, I mean, I've, I, as a younger person, I was always scared to be infertile. I always had this bad feeling. Like what if I, you know, what if I'm infertile? Yeah. Especially if you want to be a mom so bad. Yeah. I think it's kind of natural to have that fear, but knowing, knowing what actually is going on in your body and then you can, you know, go down the avenues of other options and that would be something then you would be discussing financially. But I feel like don't go the opposite way. Don't start at like how expensive IVF is and then go backwards. Start with like step one. You know, that's like step 10. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So the next one also is a financial one. When did you have the financial talk with your partner? I'm dating a great guy, but I don't know how to bring it up, but I want to make sure we're on the same page moving forward, sharing, a, starting a future together, man. I don't know how, like you did, how dating are you? Well, it sounds like possibly moving in together if they're starting okay. a future together. Okay. So, I mean, gosh, if you're thinking about moving in together, you definitely have to have a financial talk because how much are you both going to spend on rent? Who's going to pay? How much? Yeah. It's even like questions like how much cable do you want? Do you just want to watch Netflix? Like there's just even small things that could become big things. So I would say, gosh, if you're, if you really are thinking down the road of sharing finances at some point, then just lay it all out there as early as possible because the further you get down the road and the less you've talked about it, then you're just going to run into like major roadblocks and problems that you could have prevented by discussing it earlier. Yeah. Isn't finances like the number one reason people get divorced? It's so, so, finances are so stressful. So I think it is just good to be open and honest uh, of your expectations from both of you. Right. And see where that aligns and then kind of figure it out from there. But I do think like just being open and honest and hopefully your partner can be the same is probably the best policy. Like, you know, if you guys are planning a future together. Right. There's also so many like apps now that help you budget and you both could just like share in an app and like, I don't know, put a bunch of numbers in and then come back together and be like, Hey, let's talk about this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. Talking about expectations. Cause I think you'll, you learn like what people, like what certain people expect to financially spend or what right. they like to save or. Right. Someone's um, bougie and somebody is frugal. Yeah. And credit scores. Like what if you're married, you know, like doesn't really matter, but like that's something you probably. It does. And the fact like if someone declared bankruptcy or something and then you're like trying to buy a house, well, you know what I mean? There's lots of things that you might not even know that the other person has financially gone through. I think you you ask those things before you move in because you don't want to be blindsided. Right. Like you should know what you're going into. Yeah, 100%. Okay, well, we have one more segment coming up. It is a bad mom, good mom moment of the week. Um, So let's take a short break, and when we come back, let's reveal our (laughs) bad mom, good mom moments. I feel like it's going to be a lot of bad ones for me this week. (laughs) Okay, so we're back. Uh, let's just start with someone who's not us. <laughs> I feel like that's a good place to start. Okay. Let's start with from Laura. Hey guys. Hello from Germany. Wow. Hi. Hi, Laura. Uh, love your podcast. Have a funny bad mom moment that happened earlier tonight. My husband and I were on a video call with my mother-in-law. We were showing her how good our six month old girl can already sit on her own. Both of us, for some reason, were staring at the screen. Of course, our baby falls over hitting her forehead on the floor and none of us were quick enough to catch her we felt so bad love your podcast (laughs) god that's so that stuff happens oh gosh the amount of times bella fell over on her head oh man yeah well that's not that i mean that's not bad that's just like a tuesday (laughs) (laughs) brooks hurts himself at least like eight times a day 
Oh my gosh. The amount of bruises on my kids' faces that happen Boo-boos. every single week. Yeah. I'm Band-aids. just like, yeah, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yesterday I looked at Bella. I was like, what happened to your forehead? And she just had these two giant scratches down her forehead. And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh my gosh. But no, my kids are like super clumsy, which like, <laughs> obviously they came for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Do you have one? I got to think of one. So do you have one? If you go first. Well, this morning, this is like, well, okay. So this morning I was very sick. Excuse me. I was very sick last night and, um, I had Bella sleep with me. Charlie was upstairs after. Okay. So Bella and Charlie were both sleeping with me while this whole Thanksgiving week was going on and my brother and his wife and their two kids were sleeping in Bella's room, like with the bunk beds and Charlie's crib. And I just like, I mean, I didn't get sleep the whole time, but I, I put Charlie and Bella in the same room because I thought that would help them feel like they had somebody. And then they would just like stop screaming my name every night. So I realized after months of doing that, that wasn't a good plan. So I'm trying to get Charlie back in his crib. Um, sleeping through the night because he used to be so good at it. Last night I was like, it was so early and I started feeling so sick and I was laying down in Bella's room and the kids were playing and I kind of like locked the gate so they would be in there with me. And then finally Bella was like, they were trying to get me to read books and I couldn't, you know, when you feel like you're going to throw up. And I was like, I can't even sit up. Like I can't talk. I can't do anything. And finally I was like, Charlie just has to go to sleep. And it was like, it was like way too early for Charlie to go to sleep. I was like, I don't care. And so I like, I'm like, Charlie, I got to go to sleep. And, and so I go and I put him, I had moved his crib into his room and this is like the third night he slept in there. So I put it, him in his crib and he's just screaming and screaming. And I was like, there's nothing I can do. Like I'm, I have to take care of myself. He's safe. It's fine. So then I'm like, Bella, you just have to come sleep in my bed with me. And she's like, get so excited. Okay, mommy. So I had Charlie's monitor on last night and he cried so much throughout the night. And I just could, I couldn't go upstairs because I was so sick and I felt so bad all night. And I was like, oh my God, he just like won't stop screaming my name. And you know, when they start screaming your name, it's a thousand times worse. They used to just be like, bah, bah. And I was like, mom, mom, you know, I'm like, oh my God. So then I ended up like sleeping on the floor half the night because I kept going to the bathroom, kept waking up Bella. And so I just like grabbed my comforter and was literally sleeping with a comforter just on the hard ground. (laughs) While while you're sick. While I'm sick. But I was like, I didn't know. I just had like, she had to sleep too, or today I'd be miserable. So this morning, Bella wakes up super early. I like hand her an iPad. I'm like, just go. Here's an iPad. Charlie wakes up. He comes into my bed. I couldn't find the other iPad. So I just was like, I was like, just share. And Charlie's like, eat, eat. I'm like, okay. And he goes over the pantry and he just wants marshmallows and Oreos. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so this morning, my kids woke up, had marshmallows and Oreos in my bed. You should see my white sheets right now. Oh, I'm no. disgusting. Oh, they also had, what is it? T- Frosted flakes. And you know how tiny and nasty, like, Frosted Flakes get everywhere. And so there's Frosted Flakes, Oreos. There was so much just stains and food in my bed this morning. And I I asked the nanny, I was like, hey, can you come over, like, early? Because I'm feeling really sick. And she was, so she took the kids out this morning so I could, 
like rest for a few hours. And I would like look over in my bed when I was like getting in. I was like, this is the most disgusting bed there's ever been. (laughs) So it was like, it was like a bad mom moment for me, but like a good mom moment for them because I was like giving them all snacks, but poor Charlie just, I mean, he cried all through the night and there's not, there was nothing. It was just me. I was just thinking so much last night about like single parents and like when a parent like goes down, like you just can't do anything. You know, Mm -hmm. you just can't, there's nobody else there. There's nobody else but you to take care of them. And you just can only do as much as you can do. And that just has to be good enough. It's just yeah. so crazy. Or even even a lot of like stay-at-home moms when your kids are at home and or and you know and you're sick or even yeah. moms you just out there who just have do it. partners who don't like who work all day and come home and then don't really contribute. Yep. Yeah. How hard it's just that so is hard. There's just no yourself. like moms just have to do it. You know, there's no it's almost like at some point yeah, it just like you like run on like a weird sense of adrenaline that like I feel like honestly only mom and just like women in general have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're very powerful beings. Yeah. It's I always call it's like that deep well that when you feel like oh, you yeah. have nothing left, somehow you pull it out. Somehow you can do it. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Even though we probably sh- shouldn't be, but it's like we have no other choice sometimes. Right. Um. Here's mine. Mine is mine is weird and interesting, and I want to know how you feel about this <laughs> okay. because it's not necessarily about me in general, but it's definitely about a shift in society that I feel like I'm on the wrong side of. Oh, God. So, okay. <laughs> so Tanner and I saw this in the Facebook group the other day and found this very fascinating that like the majority of parents now don't do Santa. And, um... and I know it's because – they believe, like a lot of people believe that, like you know, you're lying to your child, and right. that there's gonna people be have been dis- lying for centuries. <laughs> there's gonna be distrust there, you know. Um, okay. And so they don't, they 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 don't want to create create that distrust. Okay. So a lot of people don't, and and a lot of people don't for like other reasons too. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, am I a no bad because mom for you- lying to my kid about Santa? But do you distrust your parents because they lied to you about Santa when you were little? Because so I that's don't. What, that's what Tanner and I were talking about. So um, I found out at a very early age. So I think I was – which I think maybe this is early. I was six. And okay. my aunt, who's four years older than me, she's only four years older, her and her friend Alexis, I very vividly remember, in my grandma's house, told me they were like – they were just going to be like, we're going to tell her, you know. And so they came up to me and they're like, guess what? Santa's not real. And I remember being like, yes, he is. And like crying and getting so mad and running to my mom. And then my mom told me that, you know, well, okay, well, yeah, they're they're right. And she kind of told me the truth. And I remember sitting in the hallway, bawling my head off. But never oh once God. did I feel like my parents, you lied to me. I was just sad because he, he wasn't exist. real. Yeah. But I was six. So I, had I don't a remember. I have comprehension of it. Yeah, I don't remember when I found that out. I really don't. Like, it wasn't even a thing. Like, obviously, at some point I believed it, and then at some point I didn't, but it didn't, like, trigger anything in me. Um, Evan's – so Evan, when he was married previously, his um, older kids did not do Santa. But when we got married, I said that I wanted my kids to do Santa, and he had no problem with that. He he thought it was actually really fun. So that was obviously, like, probably an ex-wife's – Thing 
I would assume because he was so cool with me doing it. But um, yeah, no, we do Santa. I mean, Bella has, you know, a lot of questions, like especially when, you know, Christmas movies are happening and there's so many different Santas. And even in Elf this morning, I put Elf on in my room and, you know, she's like, mom, <laughs> that's not Santa. And I, cause that part where he's like, you're not Santa. And she's right. like, why is he, why is he acting like Santa? And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, and then, I almost wanted to say, you know how there's like two blippies? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if she'll understand that. But um, also, why are there two blippies? I mean, I get it, but I don't. Yeah, she's starting to like, at an early age, question it. But that's because I think she sees so many different Santas now. And she's like, why? But which one's Santa? Like, they can't all be Santa. So which one's Santa? Because I feel like before, like when we were growing up, you weren't exposed to like a million different movies or YouTube videos or whatever with Santas that are looked totally different. Yeah. You just went to the mall and you saw Santa. Right. And then that was Santa. And then, and then you didn't really see him anywhere else till the next year. And did you remember what he looked like? No. So I don't know. I mean, I get it. I get what people are saying. Yeah. You shouldn't lie to your kids, but also do I, do I get that? Because there's other things I do lie about for sure. Like, I'm not going to be honest with my kids about everything right now. They're two and three. So, like, I don't know. I just, I think the magic of Santa is really fun. And until it's not, and then maybe they'll be sad for a bit. But I don't think, I don't know. Personally, for myself, I don't even remember it. And I just feel like. Also, everybody can just do whatever they want, you know? Right. But I was like, it was, it was like 60% of people don't do Santa or something, which I guess was a way bigger number than I, or maybe it was even more than that, but it was way bigger of a number than I had imagined it to be. So I was like, what am I like, why am I okay with this? Like what is oh, it? Oh, you is know what I, I did see one time? To? There was one time I did see something that was kind of sad that, you know, we teach kids that Santa comes and gives kids gifts like to good kids. And there was like a little girl that, you know, was in kindergarten or something and Santa didn't bring her a gift because they didn't have any money. So she thought she was bad. So she thought she was bad. That is so sad. I I I do agree with that. I don't think we should ask children if they are naughty or nice. We went to see the Santa. We had the Santa experience and they did ask that and I didn't like that. They were like talking a lot about the naughty nice list and I was like, I don't like this, but. Oh God, it's um, my favorite thing to use over the holidays when I'm like, you're naughty. You don't get presents from Santa. But yeah, because of like instances like that, though, then like little kids think they're like inherently bad and they, you know, when they're, when it's just not, I don't know. I, it's so bad. I, I, I do use that. I'm like, Bella, if you're going (laughs) to, if you're going to hit your brother, you know, Santa does see that and Santa might not bring a present. That's like, okay, I'm so sorry, Charlie. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, one thing I do remember as a kid too, though, and this is maybe why I wasn't so like upset with my parents is like, my mom did talk to me a lot about the spirit of Santa, which is the mm-hmm. spirit of giving right, and like joy. And so she let me become a little bit of Santa. So when we would have Christmas Eve, we would always, my mom would let my brother. And then when Briley, my youngest brother were born, they would go to sleep and she would let me come out of my room and I would stuff all the stockings for my brothers, oh, that's um, fun. Or the, their stockings. And she'd let me wrap their presents and put like from 
Santa to Briley or whoever or Zach. And um, I got to like be Santa with her mm-hmm. and, and be that's in cool. on it. And that was yeah. so, that was really fun for me. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I literally almost did, like when we Tanner and I were talking about this, I was almost talking about this in front of Emmy. She had come into the room and I was like, oh crap, like I can't, I'm yeah. going to blow my cover. I know. It, it really is. It Like when kids also start asking questions, it's hard to like know what to say. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know the right answer to that, but I do know that I'm just going to do it till I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I just was like, am I supposed to feel bad about this? Like, should I feel no. guilty? Am I a bad mom that I don't. want to do Santa? No. Like, are my kids You want to bring joy to your kids in like a, the way that you had joy brought to you. I think it's fair. I don't know. Maybe we're a-holes. I'm not sure. Maybe we're well, bad like, parents. Are it's my possible. kids going to, are they going to be <laughs> Like 14 and be like, remember when you lied about No, they're not. They're not. They're probably going to grow up and be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do Santa with my kids, honestly. That's how I felt as a a parent. Yeah. Well, again, I never know if we like give good advice or bad advice. The Santa advice, I still, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you? That's just. You do you. And don't be mad at other people for doing them. You know? Thank you for listening. I'm to get some Santa presents. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Mommy's Tell All. Please tell a friend about our podcast so we can keep growing our wonderful community of moms. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys.